0: Hello everyone and welcome into Senior Living Live. My name is Melissa. I hope you are having a fantastic day today. Well we are traveling to one of our Arbor communities today as we check in with Arbor Terrace Morris Plains in New Jersey. Leah McRae is the Engagement Director there. Leah how are you? How is the weather there?
1: Um, Thank you Melissa for interviewing me. Uh, The weather here is pretty cold today in in April and we were expecting better weather by now but it's around 50 degrees and this morning we woke up it was 37 so it was a little surprising but we adjust easily
0: (laughs) yes you do and you've been you've been doing a lot of adjusting over the last year or year plus now um I mean I have to imagine that 2021 spring looks a lot different than the spring of 2020 can you tell us a little bit about what life was like at the community? Um, what it's been like over the last year?
1: Well, it's I, you know it's been a little challenging. You know, it was you know being it, we had to adjust to a lot of uh, different things that we weren't expecting. Of course, no one expected us to you know get the had um, COVID uh, pandemic, and then we had to um, close our doors for visitors for families. And in entertainment was you know, something that we will, they cherish so much. They look forward to their happy hours and stuff like that. So we had to really adjust by having um, the entertainers come in virtually um, to entertain or lecturers come in virtually, which is not the same as having that personal connection there. Um, we had to adjust by you know, um, having the families um, connect with their relatives and their loved one by Zoom or by FaceTime. And some of our seniors are not familiar with that type of technology. So it was a little challenging for them, but we we tried to make the best of it with everything that we did for them.
0: Yeah, and, and engagement, you mentioned it. It is such a huge reason why people uh, choose this community while they choose many of the Arbor communities. And and that's that's your job. So what was it like for you um, as we continued on with the pandemic to try to continue to mix things up a little bit mm-hmm. with? with also with just being so limited and and social distancing?
1: Oh, good question. So we had, with residents who had to remain in their room because we were in quarantine or whatever, we had to definitely rely on a lot of technology and um, rely on each other too. For the residents, I I think I learned how they have actually learned to rely on us, who they have and what they have in their rooms. in the community because they couldn't get that from the outside so one of the things that we had to do was try to um, and we were very successful with it we had to live stream programs through the tv through a channel our in-house tv and thankfully arbor had um, gave us the resources from day one which is called the in 2l and we were actually able to go on there and do programs that could be live streamed into the residents rooms. So they can actually, if they're watching, if we're doing a trivia or something like that, and they may have like a laptop or a phone in their room, they can go on by Zoom to the IN2L and answer and back and forth, we had that way of communicating with them. So that was one of the biggest things that was able to help us with the activities because they can still be a part of the activities and the programs that they enjoy, but be in their room at the same time.
0: Yeah, that's a great example. And you know, as we continue to talk about technology. Uh, What other types of technologies? You mentioned Zoom. You mentioned this system. What about Eversound or or other types of technologies that maybe weren't in play before, but now the the residents there are really up to speed with?
1: Well, we use the Eversound for so many different things, especially for the family visits. We were able to have them have their window visits um, that Eversound provided us with um, visitation packets that they can... Uh, They can connect with one another from outside the door. They can hear them. You know, it's one thing to see, but then you want to hear that person. So relatives or families who were using like a FaceTime um, option, we were able to help them with um, setting up the headphones so that they can communicate with their family and their loved ones. We usually have our iPads that we use for um, taking pictures and stuff like that. We were able to get on some of the apps on the iPad that we can use on our large screen TVs to do programming with them also. So those things were definitely, you know, a big help.
0: And the pictures didn't stop during the pandemic.
1: No, no, we even used the iPad for a lot more sending pictures. You know, they, you know, we were able to send videos also and, and pictures through Sage and the iPads.
0: And I'm sure the families really appreciated that just having some way to to reach and be in touch with their loved ones. Um, Now things are looking a little bit different so the vaccinations for Arbor and residents started in December into January. I think by now everybody has had uh, that second dose of vaccine so so what is what did it start to look like in January, February, March until now?
1: So we started our vaccination, I believe, like you said, in January, February. So like by the end of February, we were all, you know, vaccinated. Most of our employees were vaccinated and um, we were opening up our doors for more things that they can um, have. uh, We can have the families kind of come in like into the uh, common areas and visit with them indoor visits, especially with the weather being cold. They were able to do some indoor visits that was really, um, you know, good for them because they can actually see the person, especially for the ones who were struggling with you know, dealing with technology, now they can actually see their families come in. You know, so we started um, also opening up the availability for them to have scenic rides, you know, socially distance on the bus where they can go around in the community and the neighborhood and local areas and still see the town is still there, <laughs> you know, trees are still there, that store is still open, you know, that type of thing. And you know, I say that because they come back saying those things, wow, you know, this place is still around and it was so good to go out and see those things and enjoy, you know, especially if they lived in the neighborhood that, you know, the streets are still busy and things are still happening even though you know we went past this pandemic
0: <laughs> yeah and i know it's been tough for everybody and i know that's music to your ears that that they're able to to kind of uh, sort of get back to normal um what do you think your residents as you hear the feedback what are they most looking forward uh, to as everybody gets vaccinated
1: they're definitely looking forward to having their families come in um, I must say we have a very strong family connection um, with our Arbor families. We had families before the pandemic that would come in and do a cooking program and they would do a tea party or they would do a movie night or they would you know, come in and show up something that mom enjoyed so that they can, you know, the visit wasn't just a visit, it was a visit where they would do, be in the activity even when we had our happy hour, they would come in and help serve. And they love seeing that because they're, you know, they're doing those actions with their family. So that's one of the things I know that they're looking forward to um, having, you know, come out, um, come back. And then getting out, you know, going out to shows. We used to go out to the Paper Mill Playhouse and the Huntington Playhouse and have dinner and a show. And they're definitely looking forward to those events. And um, even the um, lecturers and some of our community um Spiritual folks like our rabbi and our priests coming in to do services. So definitely, those are the things that they, you know, that was normal for them. And now, you know, it's, it, they're looking forward to getting those things back.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. they are looking and,
1: forward to it too.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes, uh, and you, you had mentioned uh, earlier in your conversation that you know during the pandemic, pandemic it it appeared that the residents really, really. Uh, needed to rely on you more, to rely on staff more. You were the connection that they had, what what they had at the time because they didn't have their family members. So uh, what were some of the kind of lighter moments or some of the more memorable moments of the mm-hmm. last year?
1: I think the most recent one I can remember was when we had in February, when it was Ash Wednesday, and we really needed to have a priest in the building. And, um, you know, because it was very important to most of our, you know, we have a very big uh, Catholic community and uh, they wanted to have Ash Wednesday service and whatnot. And we actually, one of our residents who was a retired Monsignor actually volunteered to do a nice little service and the ashes for them and every staff that wanted to, you know, go get ashes, but couldn't go to church because they weren't doing it. They came to him and he did the ashes for them. And I think it was like such a big event. This is a resident that was really kind of to himself and, you know, reserve and everything like that. And when we asked him to do it, he was so delighted to do it. And I think it just really helped him to open up. Now you see him you know, in the hallway and it's like, how are you? You know, you doing, everybody's just like really looking up to him because he did such a great job and it was definitely an opportunity for him to do something purposeful for the community. That's one of the big highlights of, you know, dealing with relying on who we have and what we have in our community.
0: Yeah, and that being the one thing that you didn't even know would, would bring him sort of out of his shell. And now uh, everybody knows who he is and he knows everybody just through that interaction. That, that's fantastic. Uh, you yeah. had some milestones too, some, some big birthdays, maybe some anniversaries.
1: Yes, so we had a resident uh, that celebrated her 100th birthday on Christmas day. She was born in Christmas day. and um, we like, you know what? pandemic whatever we're gonna have to do something special for her. her son had recently moved to Florida it was her only child and we you know really wanted to make it special for her. So we um, reached out to him of course and he you know he couldn't fly back at the time but we said don't worry we'll take care of it So we reached out to the community and we reached out to the mayor and the police department they did a big parade for her the mayor gave her a key to the city. Um, we had her all dressed up and then her, I guess the son sent the word out to the families that were around, including her um, her granddaughter who reached out to more families. So they all came for a window visit and brought uh, flyers and banners. And then I reached out to the um, local newspaper and they did an article in the newspaper for her. And she was just so delighted. Everyone was just in such a happy buzz that day because we were celebrating something grand on Christmas day in the middle of a pandemic and just try, you know, the way we were able to pull it off and make everyone happy, it was just really a great moment for all of us. We still talk about it.
0: (laughs) That's so amazing that something so grand could could happen in the middle of this pandemic and and really, um, as you say, be something that you could continue to to talk about and and make a memory of for years to come. Uh, Mm -hmm. Excellent stuff. Uh, So I feel like I've gotten to know the community a little bit more just in our brief conversation. But uh, Leah, if there's one thing you want people to know about this community, what is it?
1: I would say it's the community that cares. Um, I would say that it's a community that really makes that deep connection with the residents being an engagement you get to see you get to be that type of social person that goes in there and get to know the residents so much more on a deeper level because they come to you and they talk and they share and you can just see the buzz of the staff um, whatever staff member it is they know the person they know their coffee they know how they want their room set up they know you know, what makes that person happy. And if it means that they go the extra mile to do it, to make, you know, to connect with that residence to make them feel happier in a place that they may not be used to because it's a new experience for them. You know, we all gather up together and make a team effort to make sure that that person is happy. And we realize that if the residence is happy, the families are gonna be satisfied and happy too.
0: I love it. it. Sounds like you guys have been doing an excellent job and really doing everything possible uh, in a time that was kind of a little unbearable and, and a little tough. And you really had to think outside the box. So we thank you for, and the staff for, for being so creative and um, trying to make the best of this, this past year. And, and hopefully things, sounds like that they're looking up. So thank you so much for taking the time to, to, to check in and to let us know how you're doing. Thank you for having
1: me. I appreciate it.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Well, if you enjoyed this interview with Leah, head on over to www.seniorlivinglive.com for more of our video content, all about senior living. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. As always, we thank you for watching Senior Living Live. Have a great day, everybody.